The Steakhouse. You're about to experience the fastest two hours in radio history. With Stick Shabiro. I'm not a professional athlete. Sandra Golden. I think I'm just smart in general. Rusty Menzel. Don't act like this is some slappy that don't know what's going on. And Drew Butler. I have a lunch meeting tomorrow. You, Sandy, and Rusty are not invited. It's the Steakhouse. Brought to you by John Floyd Associates and 58 Foundations and Waterproofing. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. All right, full confession. I, I've never done this show before, so if I make a mistake, I think Orb's going to let me know. Drew Butler, what is up? You've already started off. you got to do the, oh. the signature steak. There's a there's – a... No, no. Are you, there we go. It's Thursday. Oh, yeah, you do. Thank you. Thank you for covering me on On that. the Steakhouse, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. That's not a bad – that's not bad. There that's you pretty go. close. There you go. Thank you, know, you I'm Bob. not going to be doing – I learned something. I, that's, that's not who I am. Okay. Anyway, John Fricky with Drew Butler today on the Steakhouse from now to 11 o'clock. Drew, how are you doing, bub? Man, I'm great, John. Great to be back with you. Great to see you. It's a beautiful Thursday in Atlanta. A lot going on, too. You know, I'm a big golf fan. The PGA Championship golf second major has just kicked off at Oak Hill Country Club. Why is it not on one of our TVs? I'll get that fixed here. I'll get that fixed. (laughs) Is that your job? Yes. Yes. You're the TV. We've never had the third TV work. Have you ever seen that third TV work? I have not ever ever seen that third TV work. I haven't either. I mean, only worked here, you know, 10 years. I've never seen that. No, no, no. We're here with Bo Johnson and Oren Romain. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, as you mentioned, uh, you know, as the PGA tees off. So does, uh, you know, we're looking at a, a Braves team that is starting to find its footing, I think, a little bit. It's, um, I tell you, Ronald Acuna Jr. is a beast, and yeah. he is just beasting right now. That I can't undersell certain wins and certain losses, but that win last night against the Texas Rangers, is it, it salvages to some degree what was otherwise going to be. If they had lost that game, it would have been a 1-5 road trip. Yeah, and that would not have been ideal. Braves are now 27-16. and 16. We'll get to that at 9-9, nine at nine, and Orlando Arcia jacks that homer in the top ah. of the ninth. But withstanding the injuries and the inconsistency within the pitching rotation, that, that's come to be expected in a super long baseball season. How the Braves can kind of see through this rough patch, continue to win some baseball games, and stay on top of the NL East, I mean, that, that's going to be huge. And now coming home for a 10-game homestand, that's – that's even better. That's just what they need. Orrin, how are you doing this morning? Just uh, haven't I have not talked to you on the air for a minute. Yeah, since I I left. Yeah, John right. and Hugh. Yeah, right. Yeah, so that's like August. Oh wow, has yeah. it been that long? Yeah, we started up the steakhouse in August, so that was it was a. Like no, no, a, no! You jumped on a couple of times. No, that's right. I did uh, like a uh, December. I think I did a couple yeah, shows you, for you yeah, guys. You did yeah, somebody, you did some. No, you also you also came in as a guest host, like when we would yeah. do rapid fire. Hopped on rapid fire yeah. a couple times. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was nice to be on the air. We it's been a minute though. How you doing, John? This I, morning, I'm buddy? I'm doing great. I haven't talked to Bo Johnson, but of course I don't care to talk to Bo Johnson. <laughs> and that, that's fine, John. Right. Though you are you are decked out. I should take a picture of you in the proper team today. Okay, I just want to let you know. Team all summer. Yeah, I know. There's no pro- other team. I know there is no other team from April to October. But I don't. Under- Drew, help me out with this. Okay, okay. So ever since uh, you know, I was going to high school uh, back in your dad's day. Um, I don't understand how you can be a Braves fan and a fill in the blank fan, like a Braves and a Swampers fan. That is antithetical. Well, the Braves are the Southeast baseball team. For all of you at Ackworth, that means weird. Listen, listen to Drew. The Braves are the Southeast baseball this is correct. team. Correct. Okay. That is the correct take. South Carolina. North okay. Carolina. All right. I understand that. I write Alabama. That's fine. Mississippi. But at the same dare time, I say Louisiana. You can't be. But when you're bracing swampers, a state. it does exist. Yes. Well, wait a second now. Yes. When you're bracing swampers, I mean that just it doesn't it doesn't jibe. I mean it's 
you're smart, but you're dumb. I mean, come on. I mean, you know, you're a good dude, but you know, you're write me tweets and crayons, the big thick wow. ones. I you don't get what? it. Dumb, you huh? know what? <laughs> Bo's, wow. Bo's pushing the buttons back there, Bo. You can do whatever you want, man. I'm a big fan. <laughs> Yo, of what? Of who? Bo? Oh, yes. Oh, I'm a Oren. big fan of Bo, too. And Oren. You too, brother. <laughs> All right, let's do the 9 at 9. Time to build the foundation of today's show with the top 9 at 9. 9. Brought to you by 58 Foundations and Waterproofing. Trusted since 1958. On the Steakhouse. Sports Radio 92.9. The Game. All right, John Frickie for Steak today. I, truth be told here, literally two of the three best friends I have in Atlanta for lifelong are, are Swampers. So I just, I kid <laughs> you, you know, I mean, so I, I I just like to tease them because, well, it's a rivalry here. All right, let's begin with the Braves here. We mentioned Unleash the Beast. That's exactly what the Braves have done with Ronald Acuna and then Orlando Arcia with that incredible home run last night to win the game. And even more importantly than, than the home runs to me, was Drew Butler seeing Rysel Iglesias yeah. come in in the ninth and lock that thing down, especially after the blown save. Absolutely, and you heard them talk about that on Bally's. Brandon Godden mentioned it as soon as Iglesias came out to close out the game, and he did just that. The Braves win 6-5. to five. Orlando Arcia, Eddie Rosario, and Ronald Acuna all went deep. Ronald Acuna now with home runs in four straight games. This guy is a beast. All right, let me give you the stat about Ronald Acuna. That I, that I saw yesterday and I tweeted out. Since 2018, now yesterday's home run was 429 feet. 429 feet, but that was, eh, that was a puny little pop. Since 2018, Ronald Acuna has 28 home runs of 440 feet or more. That's the most in the major leagues of anybody in the major leagues, you know, judge anybody since 2018. He has five already this year. That's what I'm talking about, about unleashing the beast here. We mentioned, uh, Drew, in spring training that Ronnie showed up he looked bigger, stronger, and now we're seeing it. Five 440-foot home runs already this year, and he is on a tear, and suddenly we're looking at a guy that's putting up, well, he's the only guy in baseball with double digits and steals and home runs right now. He's hitting 348. I mean, he has got to be the odds-on favorite for MVP at the moment. There's no question. We've said it many times over the weeks on this very show. When Ronald Acuna is up to bat, it's butts in seats. You cannot miss when he gets up to the plate, but it's also turning into you just cannot be away from your seat, even when he's on defense with some of these unbelievable throws that he's making from the deep outfield to get people out. Yeah, right. He's he is playing at a at the next level of Ronald Acuna, which is what we kind of hoped to see, but with all the injuries and whatnot, we weren't sure. And he is now. Uh, the uh, Braves, by the way, are going to open up a ten game homestand. Here come the Mariners. Here come the Dodgers. Yeah. And here come the Phillies. And what's going to be intriguing is like tomorrow. Are you going to get? Uh, you're going to get uh, well against the Mariners. You're going to get Bryce Elder for for starters, and then you're going to get an open game. That's not Schuster. I don't know. Probably going to be a bullpen game. Schuster's slated to pitch against the Dodgers. But next Thursday against the Phillies, you have another open slot. Yep. Dare I say that I think they've got to put Mike Soroka in it. Yes, and you had good signs yesterday. Mike Soroka gave up one run in four and two-thirds inning. He struck out five. He retired 12 of his last 14 batters that he faced. And I was listening yesterday. Somebody's got to take the ball, right? There is an open spot within this rotation. One of these younger guys, albeit if they've been hurt or if they're getting their opportunity, They've got to take the ball and say, this is my spot. I'm here to stay. And it looks like Soroka, if he can stay healthy, that could be him. Right. That could be a free. I mean, you're, you're saying Soroka, Freed, Strider, those guys. Even Ian Anderson, who yeah. now has, of course, disappeared. Kyle Wright, all those guys that stepped up and said, okay, I'm going to take the ball here. 
Right. So the Braves are getting ready for a homestand. Let's hope that they can increase on that five-game lead as they get back to Truist Park. Atlanta United, uh, I had a tweet last night that uh, I had to immediately <laughs> immediately take back. Uh-oh. Well, after the uh, the missed penalty kick by Almada, which was... An anomaly. It was also really poor. Yes. I said, you know, remember when... Thiago Mata, we were talking about $30 million transfer fee. He won't last the season. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Well, <laughs> he looked like Thiago Almada after that. And, and uh, so I took credit for it. I say, see, it was my devious there you plan. Go. Absolutely. <laughs> United wins 4-0 last night against Colorado. Goals by Almada, Arahu, Wolf, and Yakamakis. ATL United had lost four straight. Now they're back on the winning side, and they head to Chicago this weekend for a Saturday match against the Fire. By the way, I was... Yeah, by, by the way, that, that 4 nothing that could have been 8. Yes. I mean, it could have just been 8. Just what they needed, just what the doctor ordered. And, of course, uh, with the Yakamakis, what a what a touch. I, I think, you know, they have, if they can keep them together and keep them healthy with uh, Gigi and Thiago, they have the most dangerous combination in, in Major League Soccer. But, boy, when they're not in there, even when one's not in there, they suffer, suffer, suffer. Oh, and, by the way, credit to the keeper. Headed to the keeper. No Braggazan, and he was he was sharp yesterday. Absolutely. We got Garth Lagerway joining us at 940 as well, United's president and CEO coming up. All right, uh, NBA basketball. We've got uh, big game tonight. Big game, game two coming up between, uh, you know, the uh, the Lakers and, uh, you know, I mean, we're looking at what, game two, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lakers and Nuggets. Nikola Jokic just was a freak in game one. But last night in the Eastern Conference Finals, the Miami Heat took game one, 123 to 116 against the Boston Celtics in Boston. Jimmy Butler goes sicko mode, 35, 5 and 7. Oh, yeah, and six steals as well. Miami has won every game one so far this postseason. Yeah, I did, Drew, are you, do you think there's somebody in the offices in New York that's sweating the idea? Yes. Honestly, at Denver and Miami? Denver, Miami. Ugh. Yikes. They're going, oh, no. As compared to LA, Boston? Yeah, yeah. right. Denver, Miami, really? I mean, no offense to you Nuggets fans. No offense to you fans. Okay. Uh, this hour, the uh, Steakhouse brought to you by Northside Hospital. For a healthier future together, look to Northside Hospital. Uh, we'll also get into a little bit later on. The Falcons' preseason schedule has been set. And uh, you know what? what Is I this like right, Oren? All three games are away? One of them no, has no, to no, be No, 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 no. No, I think two of them are at home. Okay. The last two are at home. Oh, I'm sorry. I read that wrong. That's right. Last two are at home. They're at Miami to kick things off Friday, right. August 11th, mm-hmm. and then two home preseason games. The Bengals come to the Benz August 18th, and then the Pittsburgh Steelers to finish things out August 24th. That's a Thursday. That, by the way, uh, Drew, you, as a football player, you know this. You talk about the first preseason game. We're talking 10 weeks. 10 weeks from now. Yeah, I'm excited. 100 days till college football as well, boys. Giddy up. Is it really 100 days right yes, on the nose? sir. I have a countdown going. I should look at that countdown. There yeah, you go. Yeah. It is the Steakhouse on Sports Radio 90 tonight in the game. Rolling through as we get into uh, the tailgate and a lot more Garth Langaway, as Drew mentioned, coming up at 940 this morning. It's going to be a busy morning. And uh, in this two hour, I've never done a two-hour show here, so I, I feel like i got to pack the whole Fast Fastest two hours, John. Come on. This is not just any two hours. This is the Steakhouse. Okay. Fastest two hours in radio. I'm not trying to take anything away from it. Right. I've done the show before. so Buckle your seatbelt. Uh, got it. Uh, John Fricky for Steak Today with Drew Butler, Bo Johnson, and Oral Romaine on Sports Radio 92 on the game. The tailgate is next on the Steakhouse. You two dubs play this just in my honor. Did you? What is we? Who is we in this equation, John Fricky? Well, you got kind of asked for this, John. Ties here, right? 
Oh no, I hey, I, I'm I'm honored, Bo. It's Louie, man. That you, you would love do that. Louis you know, I appreciate that. Plus, if I throw up all over the place, you got a rag. I mean, I just, I just. Well, look, man. They always say keep your friends close, but your enemies close. Right. Exactly. Throwing these guys under the bus. They they have the power right now. Oh, do they? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they can just turn me off. They they could. Oh, I guess you can. Right. They could. <laughs> John Frickie for steak today on the steakhouse here. You know, Drew Butler, I have a, uh, I, I got a problem. My, my neighbors are giving me the side eye here really bad um, because of the um, fact that it's been raining much and I missed my mowing window. And, and now it's like, you know how it, it's sort of like uh, you haven't shaved in a week and a half? Yes. <laughs> I don't have that problem. I can't really grow <laughs> facial hair, but yes, I understand. People, people tell me that. <laughs> and you show up to work and you look like, you know, yeah. you, you're off a bender. That's what my lawn looks like right now. And it doesn't look like it's going to get any better today. So, yeah, I know. I got to get I got to get it done. Got to get it done. But, I, I you know, it's, I got to get tw- at least 24 hours of dry. Yeah. Because, you know, anyway. All right, let's get to the tailgate. Absolutely. All right. It's time to tailgate. No, Baby tailgate. Taking a look around the world of college sports. This is the tailgate on the Steakhouse. Brought to you by all four seasons garage and entry doors. Big enough to serve, small enough to care. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. A lot going on in the college football world. Most notably, 100 days until college football. 100 days. Not that we're counting down. exciting. Not that we're counting down. But next year in 2024, looks like Electronic Arts, EA Sports, is bringing back the famed video game franchise, NCAA football. But, caveat here, players now can opt in to let EA Sports use their name, image, and likeness and be paid to have their NIL as a part of the game. Are you going to do that? So, I probably, well, let's put it this way. Years ago, when the class action lawsuit with the Ed O'Bannon case was settled, I got to put my name into the class action lawsuit. I did get a check, just like Mike Johnson got on the morning shift. Mine was a little bit less than that. But here's the thing, okay? EA Sports is coming out and saying, through a group licensing agreement, players that opt in will get an evenly distributed revenue share. I can tell you this for a fact. Agents of high-profile student-athletes will say, we're not opting into that, okay? If I'm a quarterback at Alabama, I deserve to get paid more than the punter. So they will have a tough time getting a majority, an overwhelming majority so of student-athletes so to have, opt into this game. So so let me get this straight. You're going to have players who have names and likeness, like, I don't know, Drew Butler is Correct. the punter, but the Georgia quarterback, who, you know, if he doesn't sign the dotted line, he'll just be nameless and faceless. He'll be QB number seven. Ah, I got gotcha. Whatever it might be. But you're going to opt was, in, right? I mean, the, you well, know. I'm at, there's no point of me opting in. I'm not in college football anymore. However, no, but wait a second. This I, is an exciting time. They're not going to do past seasons? I don't believe so. I don't know. I haven't gotten that far into it, but I think that it's That Independence most, Bowl year, Drew, you don't want that relived there now? Well, you know, I know Bo's heading to Shreveport this week, and I don't have too many great memories about Shreveport in late December, but. Um, Except Everybody's fired up about the NCAA football franchise getting back to their gaming consoles, and they will have the names, images, and likenesses. Why don't you of have players. good memories of Shreveport? Uh, well, it, you know, a, a, a full padded practice on an iced over artificial turf field on Christmas morning. Yeah, not where you want to be. Why, why were you there? We played the Independence Bowl against Texas. Uh, I'm sorry, the, the what? The Georgia Bulldogs won the Independence what's, Bowl. Wait a second, I'm a, Nebraska, I'm a Nebraska A&M. fan. Walk me through this. What's, yeah. a, what's a bowl game? You know, 
Every house has a foundation, right? That's what we used to say. The teams from 2008 to 2012 when I was there, uh-huh. now Georgia's having all this success. It takes yeah. a while to build Was a that house. the Duck Dynasty Independence Bowl back then? <laughs> it was Advocare. <laughs> Advocare? Yeah. Advocare. Advocare. Okay, SEC. Usually you're used to seeing them on CBS, but the SEC is moving over to the ESPN ABC Disney Network, and it was just announced yesterday. In 2024, it will be... The SEC on ABC. That's going to be weird. Which crew do you think will be on the SEC on ABC? That's a good question because the Big Ten is going to have Fox, CBS, and NBC. They're going to have all three. Uh, So ABC, ESPN for SEC. Well, what's the lead? I mean, is it a Chris Fowler? Is it? I mean, no. I think Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, is probably going to tell ESPN who he wants to have on that game, and I think it would be. We're talking the 3.30 game, right? Yeah, Joe Tess and Greg McElroy. Right, that That's may be who true. I think it'll yeah, be. Yeah. I think they're going to want that SEC former oh, God, quarterback. I mean, They've got great rapport. They've done big, big games in the past. I think that Joe Tess is probably a good call. And then you'll see their top two teams of Fowler and Herbstreet and then McDonough, and he's going to have a new partner because Todd Blackledge has gone to NBC. I think those guys will rotate the other games on the ESPN family Yeah, Bla- Blackledge went there because he wants to do Big Ten, right? Absolutely. Okay, the ACC. They just had their spring meetings down in Amelia Island, Florida. And coming out of the spring meetings, John, there is a message of unity. Ah, Jim Phillips, the commissioner, says, quote, we're all in this together. And what he's talking about are these seven teams that were reportedly looking at the grant of rights to say, what would it look like if we left the ACC? Those seven teams are Florida State, Clemson, North Carolina, Miami, Virginia, Virginia Tech, and NC State. The athletic directors in the universities, John, were talking and saying, what if we all left together? Because the ACC is a distant third right now to the SEC in the Big Ten. They're stuck here. Uh, And, uh, Drew, and I got to tell you, I think they're in kind of a world of hurt because Florida State, and so understand why this is such a big deal. Florida State and Clemson came out and said, because of the new television deals of the superpowers, and make no mistake, the, the gulf of difference between the Big Ten and the SEC and everybody else yeah. is ginormous. And Florida State and Clemson came out and said, we are going to lose $30 million a year. Year over year yeah, over year over a year. $30 million a year that Vanderbilt and, uh, you know, you know Purdue, are, they're, they're going to get $30 million a year more than Clemson and Florida State. So they said, we want out. Well, the problem for them is, I don't know that the Big Ten wants them. I don't know that the SEC wants them. As a matter of fact, when it comes to Florida State and Clemson, you might have South Carolina and Florida State, and you know what? We don't want those guys. They're trying to figure out how to close the gap. And my thing is this, okay? When Jim Phillips, the ACC commissioner, comes out and publicly says, we're all in this together, we believe in the ACC, and we all want to work, continue to work together, to me it rubs me the wrong way. Something is off here. Something is fishy. It's like when a GM or an owner in Week 12 gives that head coach of their team a vote of confidence. You know exactly what's going to happen. Yes, you do. After the I, but season, the ends. question is, where do they go? I mean, the, the Big Ten would covet a couple of uh, ACC well, schools. Well, the Pac-12 is still way up in the air. The Big right. Twelve obviously is sitting there trying well, to the Big 12, jockey for positions. I, I think well. what happens is the Big Twelve is going to go bye bye, and it's going to get split into two. The new Pac-12 is going to take because okay. they're going to lose at least two more teams out there, at least to the Big Ten, maybe four. And, and so, as a result, I think you have to make a – to me, I think the only option for the ACC is to immediately expand. Yeah. And I better. think they've got to go after the biggest television markets they can get to. Yes. That means Houston, 
It means TCU and SMU for Dallas-Fort Worth. we got to go after major television markets to try to up the television money for the ACC. It's going to be fascinating to continue to watch just how college football and college athletics ebbs and flows from a conference perspective in the coming years. All right, one huge piece of news that broke earlier this week really kind of broke on this radio station. Dylan Rayola, five-star, number one overall recruit in the 2024 class, has committed to Georgia. And I say on this radio station, John, because, dude, Rusty Manziel is so freaking dialed in. It's crazy how much he knows, how in the know he is. It's really impressive. Dylan Rayola commits to Georgia. This is a huge, huge win for Kirby Smart and that football staff. And then you got Puglisi, Ryan Puglisi, the four-star, saying, I'm not going anywhere. That QB room is about to be stacked with talent. What do you think happens then? I mean, let's start this. Let's backtrack here. I don't know that anything is set in stone about the quarterback room this year. Yeah, I think that's fair I think, to say. I, I, and I, I don't mean to, to say any of these guys is Dwan Mathis. I'm saying it's as unsettled as it was when Dwan Mathis took over the starting job. It would not shock me in the first couple of preseason games they play against UT Martin and Ball State. <laughs> That before South Carolina, that you're going to see quite a bit of, of uh, Brock, yeah. and, you know, and you know, and for that matter, Gunner, yeah, of you may see all three. It may still be a quarterback. He may say, "Okay, Bex is the number one guy," but I think it may be all right. Let's take a look at him in these first couple of games. And by South Carolina, you may have uh, Kirby say, "You know what? It's it's Brock." Yeah, and so I mean, if it's I, not, I would not discount that. I wouldn't say it's an impossibility, but I do believe that based on the rumblings after spring practice, but more importantly. How much better Carson Beck looked in-game in 2022 as compared to 2021? It's his time. He's going to get the ball. We'll see if he can take it and run with it. Right, and that's the question here. Can he take it and run with it? I mean, the admission about you know being thin-skinned and about uh, you know choking under big lights here, and a lot of people said, hey, that's great. He came out. He admitted it all. Yeah. I, you know, If I were a, a locked-in Georgia fan, I would say, the first time he starts to gag on a football field, I'd be, oh no, <laughs> is he be? Th- you know, and the first time I wouldn't he, expect that. But, but the first ready. time he gets torched on Twitter, is he gonna is he gonna have a meltdown? I mean, turn, turn the Twitter machine off when the season starts. Nothing good. Yeah, I know, I Twitter. understand that, but he's the one who's saying, you know, social media and you know, so I that that gives me a little bit of pause. If you're Brock Vandergrip, I think if you can't get the starting job this year with Raiola coming in next year, you're out. We'll you, see. You I'm glad be. he's back this year. That's a fact. That is a fact. And, John, that's your tailgate. That is your tailgate. Sports Radio 92 The Game wants to celebrate Father's Day with you. Go to 92timethegame.com slash contest. Register for a chance for you and a guest to join your favorite 92 The Game host for a special Father's Day dinner June 13th at the Buckhead Butcher Shop. Tell us why you want to join in celebrating Father's Day with us. Entries close on Friday, June 2nd at midnight. That's my birthday. June 2nd. Entries close Friday, June 2nd at birthday at my birthday night at midnight. We'll announce the winner over the week of June 5th. So 929thegame.com slash contest for the Father's Day special dinner at the Buckhead Butcher Shop. It's a pretty sweet place. I mean, they didn't just go to, you know, the random house. My wife and I were talking about the differences between Mother's Day and Father's Day. And, like, Mother's Day, you drag them out. You go to brunch. They get to do what they want to do. But, you know, everybody's around them. Father's Day, we're like, I'm going golfing. I'll see you at, like, 5. I mean, we're, like, out of the house. It's pretty unfair. Garth Ligerway is going to join us. Atlanta United with a big, impressive 4 nothing win. 4-0, if you prefer, last night over Colorado. What does it mean moving forward? He'll tell us as the Steakhouse continues on Sports Radio 92 on the game and the Odyssey app. That was beautiful. Hernandez now right in front of the halfway line, faced by Barrios. Well, this bounce back in the Atlanta end to Abram. 
Auburn will go back again to Westbury. Atlanta United can do this comfortably, leading 3-0 in the 90th minute against Colorado Rapids. Atlanta about to move to 4-1-0 all-time against Colorado. They've never lost to the Rapids here in Atlanta. They've never Lennon, conceded a goal. Long diagonal down the middle. Yakimakis trapped in stride. A chip! Score! Boom, Yakimakis! Mike Connie on 90 trying the game last night, and a thing of beauty from Yakimakis as Atlanta United routes the Colorado Rapids 4 0. John Fricky for stake today with Drew Butler on the Steakhouse on Sports Radio 90 tonight. The game, a much needed win for Atlanta United and a much needed uh, blowout at that. We welcome into the program Garth Lagerway, who is the team president, of course, of Atlanta United, and he joins us on the WaveFord.com hotline. Morning to you, Garth. Good morning, sir. Well, I, I got to tell you, that was an impressive performance last night, uh, and especially the way they started to pull. I, you know, I, I think broadly, Garth, that kind of a win, something that you can uh, use and, and really kind of get this offense in gear? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, we have the best offense in the league statistically. So it was a matter of, you know, you're going to go through uh, peaks and valleys over the course of a season, and we just needed to get out of a little bit of a, of a ditch there. Um, but hopefully this is something we can build off of now. Garth, you talk about being in that ditch, and in the eighth minute, Superstar Thiago Almada gets a penalty kick and doesn't make it. Do you think to yourself in that moment, oh, my gosh, nothing can go right? Obviously, a couple minutes later, he scores an absolute beauty with a penalty kick from outside the box. But you had to be thinking when he missed that PK, uh uh-oh, what is going on here? Yeah, look, you never want to miss penalties, right? We've missed a couple already this year. Uh, But that said, I mean, it's funny. When you have these great players like Almada – you know, the free kick he hits is a much harder shot than the penalty kick, uh, but he can do that. And, and he's probably the best guy in the league in terms of converting those. So basically it means you're ready. You got to, anytime you're then 30 yards a goal, you got a chance. So um, that's a pretty powerful tool to have on your side. Atlanta United 4 nothing over Colorado last night at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. They are back in action Saturday evening against the Fire in Chicago. Pre-game with Micah Jason starts at 8. We're talking to Garth Largaway, who is the team president of Atlanta United. One more about last night, if I can, Garth, and that is everybody looks at 4 nothing and sees that uh, Almada and Yakamakas and okay, that's all great, uh, but that clean sheet, that clean sheet was earned last night. It, it absolutely was. Quentin Westberg filling in for Brad Zizan did a great job. Uh, we looked more cohesive in the back. I think that was really important. Uh, and, and look, our defense has struggled at times this year. You know, as, as good as our offense has been, uh, statistically, our defense hasn't been up there quite on the same level. So I think it was really good. I thought uh, Santiago Sosa played well in front of the center backs as well. Um, it was good to see Miles uh, and Parada both do well. And um, we really were, were cohesive front to back. And as a team, we were able to release some pressure on our back line. And I think that really helped us. Atlanta United fourth in the Eastern Conference standings right now at 21 points. Only six points out of first place. Cincinnati FC is in first place. Garth, you guys are 5-1-1 one, one at home in the Benz. 1-3-2 and two away. Heading to Chicago this week, and it'd be great to get one in the win column. What is the biggest focus on getting back on track away from home? I think just trying to play a little bit more consistently. Uh, you know, we, we, we when you say it there, Drew, it's, pretty stark right like we're when we get our fans behind us in the bends uh you know we're pretty tough to beat but now we got to take our show on the road and we got to be consistent we got to show that composure as a team uh where we can be resilient and we can build on this and be confident be optimistic some of this is just the group believing that they can win on the road uh you know we got that first win in charlotte and that was 
couple months ago now. Um, and, and we're going to Chicago. Uh, it's not that tough a place to play. It could be a little windy there in the lakeshore. Um, but, you know, it's not going to be a packed house in terms of 40,000 people or anything like that. So um, it's an opportunity for us uh, to come away with a win. It's a team that recently fired their coach. So um, we got to go there. We got to take advantage now. Talking with Garth Langerway, team president of Atlanta United, off a 4 nothing win over the Rapids on the Steakhouse. John Fricky for Steak today with Drew Butler. Garth, I'm curious, now that you settle into this position, as you take a look, and I know that you were, you know, certainly familiar, but now you see the academy and everything that, uh, you know, potentially could bring. I think that the, from the beginning of Atlanta United, there was a lot of talk about this academy being kind of a special place, a unique place at the time at Major League Soccer, and an exceptional place, and we're starting to see the benefits of that academy. Can you look at broadly uh, the the effect of, uh, you know, the, the academy on the big club right now and what you see moving forward from there? Yeah, I mean, look, the, the best example of the academy is Caleb Wiley, um, and he's down uh, playing with the United States under-20 team in the U-20 World Cup. So that's the preeminent youth tournament in the world, and, um, you know, Atlanta United has representation there because Caleb, uh, who was in our academy from 12 years old, uh, has worked his way up and, and, you know, become a pretty regular starter for us now. Um, and it's getting opportunities now on the world stage. So we'll, we'll all be rooting for him. The first game is this weekend, um, and we'll see how he does there. That's really cool. Um, but you saw last night a uh, contribution from, from Tyler Wolf scoring a goal. You saw uh, Machop Troll being involved in the creation of the third goal, or sorry, of that same goal to Tyler, which was the third goal. Uh, so, you know, you had a number of players getting subbed onto that game. And look, we're in the middle of a three game week, right? We played, uh, Charlotte. Now we put, then we played Colorado midweek and now we got to get on the road and on short rest on two days rest play in Chicago. So we're going to need the whole group. And I think, you know, the, the, to tie the whole thing together, this is a really good opportunity for some of those young guys. Yeah. I, I don't uh, take because- I'm sorry. I didn't mean to st- step on you, Garth. I don't mean to take anything away. Obviously, you're going to be scouting down, and we've had great success uh, in this franchise in getting players, young players, out of uh, places like Argentina. Uh, but um, I, I think, go, you know, again, moving forward, I, I, these guys grow up together. So by the time it's sort of like, um, you know, you're playing, uh, uh, you know, freshman ball, and then suddenly you're playing sophomores and seniors, and your fourth year, okay, now we've been playing together for a while, or even more b- better to that, maybe baseball. Uh, when you're able to produce a George Bella who can go to Bundesliga, or you're talking about the young guys now, when they get into it, it's not like you're bringing in a piece that it takes a while to get used to. These guys, they guys know each other. Hundred percent, they know each other and they know the system. And and I think that is the right metaphor. You know, it is a lot more efficient if you're able to develop your own homegrown players um, and have them just have a comfort level. And look, our fan base wants to support homegrown players. They want to support hometown uh, heroes. So having those kids that are from the community, I think that's a great thing in terms of people identifying with the city of Atlanta and wanting to get behind Atlanta United and root for these kids. Garth, what's the attitude around the team right now? I mean, obviously, big win last night, coming off a four-game losing streak. It's a long season, but excellence is the standard at Atlanta United. Yeah, look, you want to knock you too high, knock you too low, just keep it even keel and, and keep pushing forward. And so I don't think anybody was actually that worried about the losing streak. We felt like we were underachieving. Uh, but likely when you're doing that, you, you have to right the ship. you got to steady things, and, and we were able to do that last night, um, and now we got to build off it, you know, because otherwise it's just a little blip and we go back to kind of inconsistent back and forth. But um, there are some positive things last night, and, and it, you know, got the shutout. That was really important. Um, and, again, have an opportunity this weekend to hopefully uh, get better and keep pushing forward. 
Well, Garth, we look forward to Saturday night, see if we can build a win streak going up to Chicago against the Fire, uh, live on 92 on the game. Thanks for taking a few minutes. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Garth. Garth Liger, Wave President of Atlanta United. And it is important, um, you know, for these young players uh, when they come up uh, and, you know, because they've been sort of, if you go back to kind of, you know, Carlton, Andrew Carlton, who was kind of the first, uh, and then through George, and we saw what George was able to do with the national team or, you know, now certainly with uh, with Bundesliga, is that um, these guys do play together. So when they do get individually, they're good. But when you start to get two or three of them playing on the on the field together, oh, hey, listen, Tyler, hey, Clay, yeah. we know each other. You know, there's a sink there that's automatic and not have you know so that's one of the benefits here is you as you raise these guys up through the academy that they're used to playing with each other and have played with each other for one two three years you're exactly right and it was really good to see atlanta united get off the schneid last night and they're playing a much lesser chicago fire team coming up this weekend chicago 13th in the east standing so hopefully they can better that road record this weekend and get to two straight wins of course, this is the uh, Steakhouse with John Fricky today. This hour brought to you by Northside Hospital. For a healthier future together, look to Northside Hospital. I, s- I just saw a disturbing statistic about the Atlanta Falcons. Do you want me to give it to you right now or after the break? After the break. It's bad. Okay. I, I, I can't no, even no, no, believe no, no. what I mean, I'm looking okay, at Okay, right so now. no, 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 hold it. And the teams that are popping up in this statistic, I, it just it made me uncomfortable to look at All this. right, wait a second. Just give me the source. Uh, Warren Sharp from Sharp Football. Oh. All right, okay, that's legitimate. It's, it's, a, it's a statistic. It's legitimate. Yeah, okay. Stats don't have opinions, okay, people? Yeah. Stats are what you make of them. All right, don't, don't even tell me in the break. I want, I want to get this cold. Okay? I used to have a coach at Georgia that would say people who don't like statistics usually don't have any. You get that? Yes, yes, okay. yes. Yeah, yeah, I got this it. is a statistic you don't want. I can tell you that much right now. Steakhouse on Sports Radio 90 time the game, swinging through uh, Braves and this Falcons stat. All right, next at the top of the hour on Sports Radio 90 time the game in the Odyssey app.